The Daily Rios for March 14th, 2013. Hey everybody, how you doing? So, today's episode was going to be about something completely different. I think I've gone through about two to four different topics of things I thought I was going to do in today's episode. And then I stumbled upon a realization, um, which kind of kicks off what this episode actually is going to be about. I don't know if you know this, but when I post an episode on my website, uh, which then goes through iTunes, I also post it over on my Tumblr, which is peterjohnrios.tumblr.com. And whatever I post today, the episode, obviously, it will be my 1,000th post over on Tumblr. And I thought, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I should do something on Tumblr or do something about Tumblr on this episode. Talk about my favorite tags, right? You know, Give you links to some of my favorite tags so you can look at some of my favorite posts. But then even that idea morphed into something else. Um, I started my Tumblr January 1st, 2011. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to see how what I was doing on Tumblr eventually morphed into what I was doing on the podcast, right? When I started the Tumblr, I was posting images that I liked. Um, maybe some were a little obscure. Uh, I wouldn't really talk about them too much. I would post some YouTube videos, some, you know, the, uh, then I would do some, like, little reviews, and then I would do some longer series of stuff, mostly comic book related. Uh, and that's kind of similar to what happened to the Daily Rios, you know, a lot of experimental stuff in the beginning, some audio stuff. Um, sometimes I get into, you know, continuous series of different, uh, of, of similar topics. Um, uh, I'll do a review, I'll talk about comics, you know, things like that. So, uh, both of these things kind of evolved and took a life on its own, which is, you know, the case of everything I do. And that's exactly how I want it to be. It's much more organic that way. So anyway, so. I thought, okay, I could do a Tumblr retrospective, right? It's kind of a loose, informal throwback Thursday if I did that. I saw a couple things that I, I thought maybe I would pass along. Uh, you know, like I think some of my favorite tags are, you know, like the Jack Kirby tag or Kirby tag, uh, Nightwing, um, my My Girls tag. Uh, there's a few, just very few, but there's a few ROM images if you hit the ROM tag. Um, but... Uh, oh, I also saw, this was kind of funny and strange, uh, I noticed that on March 31st, 2012, I posted that I was going to start reading The Stand, and I did start reading The Stand at that time, and it is almost March 31st, 2013, in another half month, um, and I haven't finished the book yet. I still have about, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe 600 pages? Yeah, that book, man. And I even said in that post, it was my third time starting to read it and I would always get sort of halfway and and, and you know wig out and uh, I'm more than halfway now and uh, uh, but I'm still in it and I, I've taken notes so I, I can easily look at my notes and catch up and but I, I do need to get back to that uh, anyway so uh, tumblr right it's my 1000th post once I post this episode episode and I thought you know maybe I could talk about that but as in all things, one thing morphs out of another. The Daily Rios morphs out of, you know, podcasting and Tumblr. And my Tumblr actually morphed out of uh, a blog I used to do on blogspot.com. And that one I started uh, January 2004. 
so that's going almost 10 years back. So I went back through all of my blog posts. Uh, there weren't many. I went from 2004 to 2011, you know, when I started the Tumblr. And um, again, it's the same thing. It's it's Some of the snippets are a little more personal. Some of the blog posts are personal about work and life and moving back to Philly at that time and dating. And um, But I mix in a lot of comic stuff. Uh, some cover homage stuff based on Justice League International number one, um, you know the Giffen, the the Kevin Maguire famous cover. Um, I would do some movie reviews, and I would do some. I would take a look at comics that were coming out that week. You know, I still do that to this day. Uh, so it was really fun. It's it's pre podcasting, right? A lot of some of those some of this stuff is pre podcasting. Some of it is as I was. Um, working on CGS and, and, and the development there and talking about conventions and things like that. So I went back and picked out some of my favorite posts on my old blog, my old blog spot, so that, uh, you know, as again, it's like a throwback Thursday, but maybe it'll, it could lead into something kind of interesting. And there were some things that I saw on this that I said, really, that was going on or just whatever. Um, the first thing, um, comic space. Anybody remember Comic Space? It was supposed to be a social media site in, in the vein of uh, uh, MySpace. But for comics, people who read comics, people who were in comics, uh, you know, you got, a, you got an account and you went and uh, signed up and you created your profile and you talked about what stuff you were working on and what you wanted to read and there were all these tags and people posted their pictures, pictures of their work. Um, it was fun for, you know, the little bit that it was, it was around, uh, but, uh, it never really went anywhere. And now it's a store, store.comicspace.com. I don't know if this is current, but it says here, what can you do at the store? Webcomic readers can buy merchandise created by a wide variety of web cartoonists manufactured by Comic Space. If you're a webcomic creator... You can partner with Comic Space to manufacture and sell merchandise based on your own creations. Again, I don't know if this is current. Uh, it says it's in a beta mode, but I just thought it was interesting to go back to one of my blog posts and see, you know, tell people, oh, here I am on Comic Space. Comic Space? Wow, I haven't thought about Comic Space in years. I don't know. Did anybody else have a Comic Space account? It'd be kind of interesting to. Know what you know if 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 anybody got any work off of it or whatever I don't know, comic space uh, you know, long gone <laughs> to this day. Um, the uh, then I went and found uh, a couple more other things that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, went for, this is from May of two thousand seven, where I read uh, on Matt Fraction's website where he was talking about the weekly fifty two comic. From DC, he actually he said he sat down and read Fifty Two, and he had uh, interesting things to say. Um, what I liked in his review uh, the most was this kind of ending comment where he says, "I don't like critique and commentary that hinge on reader preconception. I don't give a fuck what got said on what website in the lead up to a series release, or a movie coming out, or a book hitting the shelves." The creative process is mutable, and pre-release hype is just vapor. You view the work as the work, not as the fulfillment of its advertorials. 
and certainly not in light of your expectations. I like that. I like what Matt Fraction, from the mouth of Matt Fraction, I like what he had to say there. He also says, God bless Keith Giffen, and, and uh, yes, I do agree. Uh, here is something else. This is from April of 2005, and it's a comment <laughs> about something we're talking about to this day. Uh, I'll read it here. Um, let's see. It says, flipping through this month's previews, um, as well as the Marvel previews for the month of June 2005, I have finally decided to weed out about 90% of Marvel comics from my monthly buying. What caused it? Marvel team-up number 9. Not because of the issue itself or its creators, but because of the price. It's the simple fact that Marvel raised it from a 225 book to 299. This was the month that all of Marvel's 225 comics went to 250. I figured Marvel Team Up would follow suit. Nope, 299. No extra pages, no cardstock cover, no boost in anything. So how about that? In 2005, I was complaining about books raising to 299, and then eventually books went up to 399, and fortunately they haven't crossed that barrier in terms of regular books, right? Certainly in terms of double size books, annuals, specials, things like that. Although the, the, this new $7.99 trend is, is getting stupid. Um, but yeah, that was enough for me for books to go from $2.25 right up to $2.99, you know? Not, not even like going the $2.75 route or whatever, just right up to $2.99. Um, I can remember my, okay, so my shift, my first price increase, major price increase, was uh, when books went from $0.60 cents, uh, or $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. Now, I'm sure there's some listeners out there that, that will say, oh, I remember when comics were $0.12 cents or $0.25 cents or $0.35. Cents. <laughs> but for me, in my time in the 80s, books were $0.60 cents or $0.65, cents, and then they became $0.75, cents, and that seemed like a big jump. Uh, and then from there, it went to a dollar. And for me... A dollar comic kind of was fun because if you had 10 bucks, you bought 10 comics. It was kind of easy, right? The comics after that, they at least went up in smaller increments. 125, 150, 175, 199. It kind of hung at 199. Um, Image pushed a lot of books up to 225 or even 250, I think. Uh, and then we started seeing, um, you know, books at that, you know, price. Uh, I don't think there was a, Ever a long time where books were like two seventy five. I don't know if I remember that. And then eventually it was they're two ninety nine. And then eventually they're three ninety nine. We didn't even really get any like three twenty five or three fifty. Just everything went up a dollar. It's like really wow, that's crazy. So even back then I was talking about it, <clears throat> and it's certainly to this day um, outside of those Marvel Now books, uh, you know that I'm reading for now. It's it's it takes me a lot to pick up a three ninety nine book uh, just on a whim, so uh, you know more things change the more they stay the same. Um, another thing from uh, my blog, I called it my uh, Peter's comic book ramblings, um, and oddly enough, this blog like the Daily Rios kind of grew out of the Tumblr, and the Tumblr grew out of this blog. This blog actually grew out of an AOL homepage I had way back in the day. Um, where I was doing all the same stuff I was doing, you know, to this day, looking at previews, looking at new books coming out, 
looking at trivia, doing reviews, etc. I think that AOL homepage is lost to the wind. I, I can't find it anymore. Uh, and I, I probably have some of that information stored somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Anyway, uh, so back to my blog. Uh, this is from November 23rd, 2007, and it says, Yet another project begins, DC Noise Episode 1. That's going back. I didn't realize it was that far back that I did my first episode of DC Noise, um, a podcast that was put out through Derek Coward's comic book noise feed. There was a Marvel Noise podcast. I, I believe there was an Indie Noise podcast. Uh, so I said, I wrote Derek an email and said, hey, when when is there going to be a DC Noise podcast? I think I was kind of joking, but but also maybe, I think that was the email. And then eventually, um, you know, maybe I, I said I want to do it or whatever. I forget how it went. Derek would know better than me. Uh, and then I started to do DC Noise. I only got out three episodes because it was there was much delay between the episodes, but I am actually really proud of them. And I should email Derek and see if I could release those. I think it'd be interesting to for newer listeners to hear uh, what I was doing back there. Uh, you know, for those three episodes, um, eventually got it was taken over, uh, and they're doing it to this day. So DC Noise episode one, November twenty third, two thousand seven. Uh, along those same lines, I also posted on the blog, this is July 29th, 2009, that I put out the first Tower episode, taking a look at everything New Teen Titans. And, uh, it's funny here, I say, letting me be behind the mic solo is just asking for trouble. How about that for some premonition? So that was back July 2009. Uh, how many episodes of The Tower have I produced? Uh, eight, I guess. Eight. Well, nine if you count the zero issue, uh, zero episode. And those episodes I want to dump out on this uh, podcast as well. Um, it's just a matter of getting them and throwing them up in my garage band and editing them a little bit because they were a CGS uh, production at that time, and obviously um, uh, they I want to edit out that content and just sort of stick to the the titans the stuff the tower stuff uh yeah the so that was july of 2009 and then finally and i've been meaning to do this on the daily rios but i thought i had to update it because um i wasn't sure if i still had this information but here it is i found it it is the 100 things i like about dc comics and this goes back from august of 2008 these 100 things lists, I want to do one for DC, I want to do, uh, well obviously I did one for DC, but I might want to update it. I want to do one for Marvel, I want to do one generically for comics, I want to do one for musical theater. And they stem from a 1983 strip by Fred Hembeck, who did the same thing. He said, it was 100 things I like about comics, and... Um, it was a meme that went around at that time in uh, 2008. It was all because Fred Hembeck had done it in one of those... Um, I want to say maybe it showed up in Comics Buyer's Guide or Marvel Age. I I don't remember. I don't remember where. I, I, I'm leaning towards Comics Buyer's Guide. Uh, and it was his... 100 things he liked about comics, and he drew little uh, little boxes, 100 boxes, and he drew stuff in his style that, uh, uh, you know, sort of went along with the things that he was listing. Um, unfortunately, the website that um, 
Uh, I linked to his page is no longer working, but maybe I'll try to find that so I can link it in the show notes here. Uh, so I lost the th- the 100 things I like about comics list, but I have here 100 things I like about DC Comics. And um, as I say here, it says, uh, I present this list here as it appears in my notes with no explanations or commentary. I'll try to revisit the list to sharpen my ideas later. Um, I do know that this is in some kind of rough chronological order. It goes from some of my earliest comic book stuff to DC-related stuff to uh, somewhere around where Batman Begins comes out. So here you go. Uh, I'm just going to ramble them off. One, this is one through 100. It's not ranking them in any kind of order of best to worst or anything. It's just a, a list you write down 1 through 100, and you pick out 100 things you like about whatever. And uh, here it is. Uh, so we'll start with number one. Challenge of the Super Friends. Superman movie at a drive-in. Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Superman 2. See, now that right there, I probably would take that off, because since then, I've kind of fallen out of love with Superman 2. All right, number five. Batman TV show. Captain Carrot. JLA 210, New Teen Titans 28. Those are the first three DC comics I ever read or bought off the shelf myself. Uh, Superboy TV show, Lois and Clark show, Flash TV show, Amethyst, Gems, Son of Saturn, 16-page previews, corner-slash-border headshots, such as on the covers of JLA, JSA team-ups, Forgotten Heroes in Action Comics, Jerry Ordway, from All-Star Squadron and in, uh, Infinity, Inc. At that. Now, that was number 15. Very interesting, considering what's been going on with Jerry Ordway these days, if you've read a recent blog post that he posted. All right, let's continue. Uh, number 16. Blue Devil, George Perez. Legion of Superheroes, New Teen Titans, and Outsiders going to the Baxter format. Detroit JLA. Annuals and Specials. Direct Currents. Ask the Answer Man. Fred Hembeck. <laughs> he comes in at number 23. Um, the Flash Trial storyline. Who's Who? Ambush Bug and Keith Giffen. Crisis on Infinite Earths. DC Comics Presents. A New Robin, Jason Todd. At number 30, Supergirl's New Costume. Now, this is Supergirl's New Costume mid 80s. Um, but the, uh, eventually she got a headband, and it, it, you know, it was very different. It was the one she wore during the crisis. All right, let's continue. Where am I at? 31. Aquaman's new costume. That would be the blue camouflage suit from his four-issue miniseries. Batman and the Outsiders. Gil Kane. Atari Force. The Len Wein, Dave Gibbons Green Lantern run. Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Amazing Man. Blue and Gold, which would be Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. 1986 comes in at number 40, meaning Watchmen, the Superman revamp, Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, History of the DC Universe, George Perez, Wonder Woman, and The Question. At 41, Justice League International, Superboy Dies, that would be the pre-crisis Superboy. Batman movie, the 1989 Batman movie. Millennium, yep, I put Millennium down there. Longbow Hunters, Hawk World, Fall of Adam Strange, Black Hawk, Black Orchid, Emerald Dawn, Books of Magic. That was at number 45, and those all kind of um, hit 
either origin stories or stories that kind of pushed the character into a new direction for DC at that time. Uh, here we go, number 46. Another new Robin. Five years later, Legion. Summer events. Armageddon 2001, Eclipso, Blood Ties, etc. All with bookends. Uh, 49, The Silver Age Curse, which maybe I'll talk about that in a later episode. At number 50, Zero Hour. All right, so here's the back half of this list. At 51, Starman, Vertigo, Graphic Novels, Animal Man, Preacher, Invisibles, Mark Wade's Flash, Morrison's JLA, Wildstorm Moves to DC, Kingdom Come at number 60. I'll have to go back to graphic novels. What I mean by that are those 80s graphic novels like The Hunger Dogs and Hell on Earth and uh, Me and Joe Priest, uh, those oversized, almost square graphic novels that Marvel and DC used to put out in the 80s. All right, let's go back. At 61, Phil Jimenez, Twilight, and that is the three-issue Howard Chaikin, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez Twilight that I'm talking about. Batman Animated. Peter David's Aquaman and Atlantis Chronicles, Birds of Prey, John Ostrander's Suicide Squad, Tom Grummet on Titans, New Titans, The Golden Age, and by that I mean the James Robinson, Paul Smith, Elseworlds miniseries, DC One Million, Jack Kirby Dies and Discovering Kirby, Kitson's Legion, Barry Kitson on Legion, Transmetropolitan, hardcovers such as Earth Two, Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, Virtue and Vice, Life of Flash, etc. Chuck Dixon and Scott McDaniel's Nightwing. The JLA Avengers 4-issue crossover. Smallville TV series. Quiver, and that's at 77, and that is the storyline that started off the Kevin Smith, uh, Phil Hester run on Green Arrow. Alan Davis's The Nail. Secret Files and Origins. Love those books. Young Heroes in Love. Our Worlds at War crossover, Jeff Loeb's Superman, All the Sidekicks Grow Up, that's at number 83, Jeff Johns, The Trinity, JSA Returns to Greatness, A New Hawk Girl, Dan DiDio's DC, The JLA Titans crossover, Ed McGinnis on Superman Batman, Rags Morales on Hawkman, Darwin Cook's New Frontier, The New DC Bullet, that's at 93, so I have to assume that's the uh, DC with sort of like the swirl, the star, um, just one star, and it kind of swirls around the letters DC. Uh, 94, Identity Crisis. 95, Road to Infinite Crisis. 96, the new Adam Strange miniseries. 97, Hal Jordan Returns. 98, Gail Simone on Villains United. 99, 52, and 100. Batman Begins, and one for good luck, 101 is DK's DC Encyclopedia, which is a book that I will always treasure. Uh, I'm not sure if I told that story why on this. I might have. I, I have to go back and, and sort of <laughs> listen to my episodes again to see if I even remember why I listed that book, uh, or if I've talked about why I really like DK's DC Encyclopedia. Anyway, so there it is, the top 100 Things I like about DC at the time of uh, August 2008. There's probably a lot on there I would take out. And certainly, you know, there's been a number of years since this list, so I could probably add some stuff to it. Uh, and maybe I'll do that uh, another day. All right, there you go. I probably bored you enough today. <laughs> Just a look back at one of my older blogs uh, on this, uh, like I said, informal throwback Thursday. Hope you enjoyed it. 
I do want to get back to my Tumblr. I do want to finish that 365 series I had going on for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, there might be some new stuff and uh, just so many projects, so little time. Anyway, uh, happy 1,000th posting, Tumblr. And uh, to everyone else, uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow for uh, Feedback Friday. Bye.